When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome everybody into a G-rated version of the PHNX Sun show. Now, we'll still say bad words. It's not that kind of G-rated. It's where we're talking some of our favorite movies and films. He's Gerald Bourguin. I'm Espo. And today, we're talking The Batman. Yes. Uh, I loved it so much, I went full Commissioner Gordon <laughs> with the mustache. But Gerald, uh, what were your initial feelings about The Batman? So I had mixed thoughts, and it's not because I thought it was a bad movie. I really enjoyed it. I I think maybe I went in with the wrong expectations because I read some of the reviews and I bought into the hype so much and I was ready to have my world rocked, and it was really good. It just didn't rock my world the way I was kind of hoping it would. I think it got oversold as some kind of seven Zodiac Killer yes. <laughs> mashup where I think it put it in a lot of people's mind that you were going to see grotesque things in this film, right? Yeah, and I think I think to a certain extent there were elements of those movies that like I really enjoyed. And I, I think the one thing that I appreciated about it is it really emphasized kind of the world's greatest detective side of Batman that we don't really get to see in a lot of movies. Usually it's just, you know, he's a crime-fighting superhero. Um, but it really kind of went into the detective side, and it was more of a... A lot of the film was more of like a suspense, mystery, thriller, serial killer type movie. So I, I did enjoy that part of it. Yeah, I I, I was there with you. I, I thought we were going to get something that we didn't in terms of, of that with a lot of the hype. But when I got past that, you know, I really enjoyed the film. Mm. Because to your point, we get to see Detective Batman. This is more of true to the comic book kind of character. Mm -hmm. This isn't a superhero film. Right. This is this is a detective film with a guy in a costume. Yeah. Is what it amounts to. <laughs> yeah. Uh and and I'm okay with that because mm -hmm. I I think that makes for a, a more interesting film than some of the Batman movies we've gotten over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I like the way that that played out. I I like the psychological side of it too, because mm -hmm. finally, finally we got the angst of a, of a Batman mm. without having to see his parents be killed. Right. I, I love that aspect of the movie as well. And I think it ties in nicely with the type of movie that it is as far as how it pairs Batman with the Riddler because, and, and Paul Dano does an amazing job as the Riddler, probably one of my favorite Batman villains that we've seen on screen. Um, but he, it kind of like, juxtaposes them against each other and makes a couple of comparisons, you know, even with the way it's filmed, um, you know, we should probably say spoiler there's alert. Spoilers there's all spoilers this, right? if we're talking about the movie, obviously, <laughs> but there's uh, like the very beginning of the movie where it shows him spying on the mayor, um, the Riddler spying on the mayor through his binoculars. A couple scenes later, you know, we see Batman spying on Catwoman. Yeah. And obviously their intents are very different, but it does show that dichotomy of, you know, Batman and his villains are always like two sides of the same coin. So I really kind of liked that aspect that like, 
Robert Pattinson's take on Batman is not like this noble guy who has a traumatic past and is a hero in spite of it. It's this guy has a fucked up past and it's driving him. And that's kind of why he's this like awkward recluse kind of dude. (laughs) And he, and he somewhat accepts it too. And and you're right at the beginning of the film, you don't know what point of view you get. You Mm -hmm. think for a second it's Batman Mm -hmm. until you get some weird, heavy breathing and you go, (laughs) I don't think this is Batman. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But it did hold, uh, one thing we got used to in the Nolan films were very uh, intense opening sequences, right? Yes. <laughs> and it held true to that. I mm. liked that. That was kind of an homage to that opening scene in The Dark Knight or the opening scene in The Dark Knight Rises. Mm. You get one of those. It's very, it's very intense. It's very interesting. It kind of lays the groundwork mm-hmm. for what to expect, but. Uh, it's very immersive I, just right from the start. Yeah, and I, I love that this movie does not play, uh, I, you know, the Waynes, Thomas and Martha Wayne, as these altruistic. Like, mm-hmm. we get this, they were unbelievable, they were humanitarians, <laughs> it's this, it's that. Right. They could walk on water and they were killed. And, you know, mm-hmm. this film actually deals with the realities of if they lived in this city that was deteriorating uh, that we always hear about their hands get dirty a little bit too. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if this is comic book accurate. I have not, I, I don't know my comic books as well as I wish I did, mm. but, and major spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, Martha Wayne is actually Martha Arkham, mm-hmm. which yeah. plays into, I, I'd never heard that before. No. And my guess is it was a Liberty that Matt Reeves took and kind of built it into this universe. But that whole aspect of it and that the asylum is named <laughs> after it is that I loved that as well to, to add to why the Batman is who he is. Yeah. And I'm not as well versed in the, in the comic book side either, at least to that extent. So I, I can't say whether that was something that ever appeared in the comics, but I did like that it kind of, expanded the lore a little bit because you've you hear Arkham all the time in anything Batman related but to hear that they were like one of the two pillar families of Gotham is is pretty cool and the way that that tied in together um I I did want to talk a little bit about the not just Robert Pattinson's take on Batman which was different but also Paul Dano's Riddler because I you you touched on the heavy breathing It, it threw me off a little bit at times but like I I feel like he stole kind of every scene that he was in. And I feel like to be a good Batman villain, that's kind of a staple of the genre. What were your thoughts on, on his performance? Uh, I thought he was fantastic and lived up to that. I mean, he had, I mean, everybody looks at Heath Ledger. I mean, yeah. Jack Nicholson to a certain extent, mm-hmm. there's always iconic villain performances. He had to live up to that, but he, he did that, but in a way we've never seen. Mm-hmm. In a Batman film, and I hate to say this because, but it it felt more rooted in reality. And I get that yeah. we're still dealing in in a fictitious world, but this felt like I could see mm-hmm. this happening in the world we live in, which is terrifying in its own right. <laughs> yeah. But he he very much did steal those scenes. He very he was very calculated in the way he approached it. He mm-hmm. the his tonality the the. The things that he did with uh, with what Matt Reeves gave him was was spectacular. I really enjoyed uh, his performance 
in this uh, and especially he, if you've seen him in other things he's more of an unassuming guy like <laughs> right. this isn't this isn't a guy you think oh super villain you know mm. which again not really a super villain just a a, a criminal a, a deranged criminal right. in this film but uh, i i loved his performance robert pattinson mm. he did on the show we did the superhero draft uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, performance draft mm. i think he might have actually surpassed keaton you think so? For me. Really? Yeah, this wow. is the first time I feel like, and, and granted, I just saw this, mm -hmm. so this could be recency bias. I have to watch it again to really, so, and probably a few times to really solidify this. Yeah. But this is the first time in a Batman movie where I watched it and Batman wasn't overshadowed by his villain's performance. Yes, I agree. Like Christian Bale overshadowed by Heath Ledger. And at times, even Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and even Liam Neeson in the in the first movie. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Keaton uh, in in the first film, uh, outshined at times by by Jack Nicholson. Toe to toe, I felt Dana Dana had a great uh, portrayal, mm -hmm. and Pattinson was right there the, the whole mm -hmm. time. This was the first time I I felt that. Both Bruce Wayne and Batman being portrayed by the same guy, guy fit both roles. Mm. Like the the whole thing just came together very well. Yeah, I would agree. I I think with with the Riddler and I like I loved all of the kind of because Riddler's always been portrayed as kind of like this goofy, quirky. Like his name yeah. is literally Edward Nigma, so Enigma. So there's always been like a corniness to that character. Um, yeah, he, giant green suit yeah, with a goofy hat. Like, yeah. Question marks all over. And uh, like in the Arkham video games, that was the first time where the Riddler is kind of portrayed as like, nah, this dude's like very smart and very dangerous because he does have these kind of like Zodiac killer leaving clues, breadcrumbs type of, of mind. And I felt like this movie like really took that and ran with it. And I appreciated that. But you're right. Like Pattinson's, see for me, like, it's kind of like people who grew up watching the original Spider-Mans and like Tobey Maguire is their Spider-Man. Like for me growing up with Christian Bale being chiefly my Batman, I feel like he's still like the person that I think of when I think of Batman, but like Pattinson's performance was probably the best. Cause like you said, this was the first time where Batman's anguish as a character actually mattered. Cause like it's always been Batman's the hero like Batman conquered, he got past his these horrible things that happened to him, but it was never like he's actually a compelling character because of that backstory. Yeah, I was I was afraid too that we were going to see him as another uh, creature that could turn into a bat, a vampire, if you <laughs> yeah, will. Yeah, and I didn't see like it, mm. I never at once was like, oh, that's the guy from Twilight, which I was, right. I was legitimately <laughs> worried. If the performance wasn't right, that was all you were going to think. Mm -hmm. Didn't think it once. He he did great with that. Uh, and I, a guy we haven't talked about, mm -hmm. Colin Farrell yeah. as, as the penguin. <laughs> mm -hmm. like Unrecognizable. I, unrec my wife actually was like, who played the penguin? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Colin Farrell. She's like, real funny. I'm like, no, that was actually him. Uh, I, again, another guy, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about the performance. I came out. I'm ready for the HBO Max show they're doing with him. I'm like, yeah. I wish that was ready to roll right now. I want to see how he is as a mob boss, how they 
how they do that w- with him, he was he mm-hmm. was fantastic. Yeah, I mean this like like you said, if I hadn't known that that was Colin Farrell going in, I would not have been able to guess it. Yeah. I would have tried my damnedest, but I wouldn't have been able to get there. And I, I feel like this whole cast was just kind of dead on, like uh, Jeffrey Wright as commissioner or not commissioner yet, but James Gordon, um, John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. He, he did a great, great job. Yeah. Like he needs to be a mobster and more stuff because yeah. he does that well. Another guy that could have easily just been like, oh, well, that's the guy from the Big Lebowski or that's the guy yeah. from <laughs> fill in the blank. And no, he, Mr. Deeds, yeah. the, <laughs> the butler. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he did a great job with that. So. Yeah. And, and the, you know, Andy Serkis as Alfred, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I know Michelle Pfeiffer will always be held as like the number one Catwoman, but mm, I, I, I feel like Zoe Kravitz is in the conversation now after that movie. Yeah. I mean, another fantastic performance. Really, mm-hmm. overall, really good performances mm-hmm. in this. Uh, and, and some choices that, that weren't your typical mm-hmm. choices because. Let's just say it. Batman films tend to be very whitewashed. Yeah, they were not. Commissioner yeah. Gordon or James Gordon, mm-hmm. uh, an African American mm-hmm. in this. Like I, I like that they went outside the box of what we conventionally see in all this. Yeah. Overall, let's just get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and uh, if we're gonna give it a rating, I'm gonna give this. Oh, I'm gonna give it nine out of ten Phoenixes. Okay, it's not a perfect film. Mm-hmm. I still probably say that the Dark Knight overall is a better movie yeah in the end but i am excited to see where where this goes in in subsequent uh stories with this group before i give my rating speaking of where this goes your thoughts on potentially another spoiler alert again uh, potentially another joker being introduced into the mix because that is definitely what was teased and it's uh barry keoghan who he he's not a well-known actor, but he did play one of the Eternals in Marvel's recent Eternals movie. A couple other things. Supposedly, mm-hmm. there is a scene that wasn't included in the movie with him. Really? That, okay. That w- the that Reeve said may be released mm. in future months. Okay, so we're gonna we're we'll we're already see. hyping the sequel up. Yes. That's the plan. And my <laughs> guess is when it goes to streaming, which is supposed to be like April nineteenth. It's a quick turnaround. Oh, damn. Okay. Uh, on HBO Max, my guess is we see okay. see that around then. I don't know how I feel. We've seen so many portrayals of the Joker, mm. and there's such a large rogue gallery mm. for Batman that do we really need to go back there? But yeah. maybe maybe we're gonna get a way that's being told that we haven't seen mm. where it actually. I mean, if we continue with this. Batman is a a detective. Maybe we'll get a meteor story with the Joker there. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what kind of demented take they get on it. Because like the Joker was rated R, the the Dark Knight was PG-13, this one was PG-13. So I don't. I feel like if you introduce a demented version of Joker to an already demented version of Riddler. I don't know. You you might be crossing that boundary into our territory at some point. Right? I don't know why they didn't go. I feel right. like they could have with this. And there was a lot of cursing in the movie, too. Yeah. I felt like they were, like, right on the cusp. Like, one more F-bomb would have maybe pushed them this, over. This wasn't... A, this isn't a movie you're taking a kid to. No. You're, you're, you're probably <laughs> not, not taking an 11-year-old to this. It's even. not a fun Batman no, movie. Like, like, it's not fun. <laughs> so, But it's good. So, I wonder if they embrace it. Because, like, Peacemaker on HBO Max mm-hmm. 
totally blows past the mm-hmm. uh, the bounds of anything that you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna usually see in these kind of things. Mm-hmm. I'm okay if they go R-rated. If if you give me a Joker that that is different that we haven't seen, I don't. Joaquin Phoenix's was a that mental side, but right. maybe it's a this guy was inspired by that guy. Mm-hmm. If you tie these things together, yeah. and and that adds depth to the story. I don't know. I, we'll, we'll have to see. I, yeah. I I'm still very <laughs> up in the air how I feel my, about that. My antenna always go up when we come back to the Joker because if it's not Heath Ledger, if it's not Mark Hamill, like even Joaquin Phoenix, his performance was fantastic, but it still feels like second tier to me compared to those guys. But I'm you know I I trust Matt Reeves based on what he did with this movie to still give us something different or at least compelling. You know what I was glad. Arkham, when you see it there, you mm. finally go, that's a place you'd house somebody that was dangerous. And all these other yeah. renditions, you're like, why is this some like broke down janky? <laughs> yep. If I rattle that cage a little bit too much, the whole thing's going to fall over. Yeah. Like You go, they're not getting out of that no. unless they have some crazy plan to actually get out of that. And I appreciated right. uh, the, that aspect of it. Yeah. So I... Like I said, I really enjoyed this movie. It was dark. It was gritty. It was like a noir Batman movie, which is different. And like you said, it was grounded in reality. Like the first time Batman flew, he like crashed. So and, that was kind of funny. And he used a, a, a base jumping suit <laughs> right. that actually would be used to do something like that. Right. You know? um, but for me, like you said, Nolan's, not just The Dark Knight, but I feel like Nolan's trilogy is still the gold standard for me. Like I think I would still take any of those three over this one. I, I don't know. I, I would not take Batman Begins. I really like that one, though. I, I feel like this was a better introduction to, to the, the to, universe. To the universe, mm. uh, where I bought into it and, and I felt it because, uh, and and we'll see, because the the trilogy for, for Nolan built, obviously the second one the best, but I still feel like we didn't see mm. his vision. Obviously... Heath Ledger passes away before you get right. to that third film, actually before the, the Dark Knight's even released. So mm-hmm. what could that third film have been? And I think Matt Reeves has a chance to put together, mm-hmm. if they go a trilogy, something that we look back on and go, okay, that may have tilted this genre in mm-hmm. a way we, we haven't seen done yet. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, that's where I struggle because I feel like this is it has a chance to do something different and I like what it did in the first one, I still, like, Batman Begins, for me, is, like, the perfect kind of setup for Batman, even if it's not the full detective side mm-hmm. of Batman as well. Um, I don't know, but it's I, the I really did. the best origin telling. Yeah, it, it is the best origin story for him that's not animated, I feel like. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm going to give this 8.5 Phoenixes out of 10. Okay. I, you know, I really did enjoy it, and I think it's the kind of movie that, demands another watch if you're a big batman fan oh i will will be i'll probably see it in theaters and then watch it way too many times on hbo (laughs) max because that's just how i am yeah because i saw it by myself in the theaters yesterday and my girlfriend wanted to see it so we're gonna definitely see it it's three hours long so it is very long but there's a lot to take in and it's very beautifully shot so it's It's and if you didn't see it in imax yeah it's not bad in imax really okay we saw it in imax okay so there it is eight and a half (laughs) Nine for the Batman for me. And you know what? If you enjoy Batman, you'll yes. love this film. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy the superhero genre, I don't know. It may not be your <laughs> cup of tea, but uh, but it's a good movie. So go check it out. For Gerald, I'm Espo. 
We'll see you soon. Thank you.